Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is going to be a pre-introduction to the introduction that you're about to hear, but I am bringing back the Wednesday morning podcast. I hope that you will enjoy this, and I hope that it's a help, and I hope that I can continue to keep this going on each Wednesday morning. But now that I'm at North Georgia and I'm here in this office, it is rather quiet around here, so I think I'm going to be able to accomplish that. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Wednesday morning podcast. I am excited to be able to do this again, and I hope that this will end up being a help uh, to you and, you know, hopefully for many others. So this month in May, I wanted to get an opportunity to be able to focus in on something that I think will be important for all of us. And at the same time, I pray that it's a help. Um, and I, and I'm going to kind of take us through a little bit and it's weird to even think about this, but a little bit of memory lane, right. For, for all of us, when it comes to thinking through, uh, the last seven to eight weeks that we've been where we are, which makes it incredibly, uh, crazy to think that we need to stop and be like, Hey, let's think about memory lane here for a second. And, um, and I'll get to that here in, a, in just a moment, but what I wanted to do during this month as I'm walking through a, an assortment of different things that I had in my mind, um, I wanted to focus in on the subject matter of, of community and how important it is for us to be in community. It's the one thing that I think all of us have longed so much to be back and be a part of. And uh, I, I believe that there is a very um, descriptive way that the Bible describes the good gift of community. And partly because of the fact, not one, even partly, it's mostly because of the fact that God has uh, lived in all of eternity in this perpetual, seamless kind of community, right? There was an interruption of what that was and experienced because uh, Jesus broke space and time, came onto earth, experienced what it means to be uh, confined to time for 33 years of age and knew what it meant to have the disruption of that intimacy and community and fellowship between him and God the Father. Um, so we understand that we read that in Scripture, he felt what that was like. Uh, and at the same time, it's mind-boggling to think that from eternity to eternity, he also understands what it means to be in perpetual good community amongst the Trinity, which is beautiful to think about. From eternity, uh, God understood, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit understood what it means to be involved with one another and to have that beautiful sense of and good sense of community amongst one another. And uh, I, I think we long for community the way that we do because we are created as He uh, intended for us to be created, to be within community. And what I love is that God desires for us to be uh, in community with him. He wants to be involved in our lives. And we'll, we'll trace through scripture this month how God designed us and desires to be in community with us. So not only did he design it that way, but he also designed it to, uh, to the degree of us having an opportunity to be able to have community amongst one another, right? Like he wants us to be in community with each other. And I think for us, this will be helpful. Now, before I jump in even further, I wanted to also say this. I believe that there is, yes, a, a, a biblical command and a biblical description of what community should be like, what we long to have, right? The gathering of believers amongst one another and on a Sunday morning to be in life group, to be amongst other people. But I also want to say this. 
I don't believe that we should also guilt or feel an overwhelming amount of guilt amongst ourselves when we know that right now it's very challenging for us to be amongst other people because we have uh, pre-existing conditions that we want to be cautious about that our immune system may be compromised in some way. And so we have to be very cautious and we have to be very careful as to how we interact with other people. And so right now it's a very scary time to be able to even step out the door because that's a very real reality for, for many people. You know, oftentimes I think we, we don't, we don't think of those things because it's not directly something that we're affected by. And what's more is we may not know anybody, you know, directly that may be affected by something like that. But again, like I just mentioned, Stepping out the door is a daunting task for someone who has pre-existing conditions, something that's already affecting them, uh, to having some sort of deficiencies with their immunity. And um, we have to be sensitive to that. So please, as you're listening to this, or if anybody will be listening to this, please know that I'm also holding that in hand as I think about the importance that the Bible speaks to community, the importance of how God has designed this for community, and how the Bible speaks very clearly that he wants his church to gather together physically in order to be able to worship him. So do know that I have that in mind. But what I would love to do is to just be able to uh, look and long for what we have missed for the last seven to eight weeks. I think for me, what this season has taught me um, periods of quasi-isolation um, because, uh, you know, I've been able to get in the car and go to um, to the office from time to time because sometimes it's just me in the office or it's a very, very small amount of us in the lead team that's, you know, in the office for something or we had to meet to make decisions, whatever it may be. And so it's very different for me. I'll have stretches of isolation where I'm just at home with the family and we may see our neighbors walking around or we may get a chance to um, see our neighbors that are literally right next to us. And that's kind of been it with uh, the exception of Kay. Kay's been able to go out to, you know, the grocery store to get food and she's been doing that, you know, every two weeks kind of thing. And, and, and so, that's been basically the the confines of of our isolation like we haven't been to the park we haven't had an opportunity to take the girls out to stuff like that as not until recently and so it's just been it's just been different and we've been just hanging out um at the house in fact my daughter at this point is like daddy don't get don't go out because you might you might have the virus come after you or something like that and then you know she'll say something to that effect or daddy be careful because of the virus and <laughs> You know, she's even now gotten accustomed to the thought that there, there, there's a virus out there. But I think this season, either for me or maybe perhaps for others of isolation, has taught us, I think, two things. One, we long for the presence of others. That's just kind of where we are. That's where I'm at. I believe uh, that you may be at as well. I just, I really want to be around the people that I truly enjoy hanging out with it, I long for it and the other thing that I think has that it has taught me during this time is that we've been able to to glean and have and produce and push out and watch not only content that Brainerd has pushed out that I've pushed out but that we would normally go to right now that we would call normal right Netflix uh, Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus, my goodness, I have seen Frozen 2, Lord knows how many times, along with every other Disney movie, right? And Trolls, Trolls came out just recently. It was good. I, I'm presently surprised at, at, at 
both of the Trolls movies I thought were good. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there when it comes to that. But I, I believe the content that we've been watching has been great. Even the binge-watch-worthy content of our favorite shows, right? That we just go back and watch over and over and over again. Like The Office, Parks and Rec, you name it. But I also have noticed that those things can only do so much. They're great. They're awesome. But even within those programs, you can even see how they, too, make an emphasis on being together in the community, right? Like the whole premise of the office is the people that are in the office and how they've built these incredible relationships and have various moments that are just epic and amazing. You know, I'll never get over Jim Helpert being Dwight Schrute's twin for the day. And it was just amazing. But those things can only do so much. There's something human about being together. That's just the way God designed it to be. And it's in those moments that we see the expressive moments of life that carry with them emotion, that carry with them the memories that we just enjoy. Whether good, difficult, hard, challenging, you name it, there's something human about being together, right? Like you you think about that moment where your kid hit his first home run, or even if it was making contact with the ball for the very first time, and you see him light up. I mean, it is so much fun to be able to watch that happen. What's more is that as a parent, you you look around and there's excitement in the ball field. There's a, a sense of camaraderie from the team that they're just cheering him on because they knew what just happened. And it, it's just an epic moment, right? And um, even for some of the parents, they're trying to push their child forward because they're in disbelief that they hit the ball. And so like, go run, 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 run. You got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And it's those moments that are just incredible, right? Like, how about the, the even the moments where your child is blowing out the candle for their first birthday and feeling that sense of, that sense of accomplishment for the very first time that, oh my gosh, they just blew out the candle, right? Giving a hug to someone who's in pain or has felt some loss in these recent days. And yet now you, you know, you haven't been able to, you can't, there's something valuable with that. When you can't say words, being there and being present and just simply hugging somebody, throwing an arm around them and uh, patting them on the back, whatever it may be. It's just, there's something special about all of that. The sense of hearing an applause for a job well done. The joy of taking a graduation picture with your classmates and your best friends, which right now, man, that is hard for a lot of seniors, both in the high school level and even in the college level. Like that is incredibly difficult right now for many seniors as they are not having that opportunity to experience that. Like high school and graduation are two of my fondest moments of remembering um, those, those moments of when they call your name, when you get a chance to throw your hat, when they tell you, you can now, right. You know, grab your tassel and move it over. I, I mean, that's an experience that is unlike anything else when you arrive at that moment in that time. And so may can be, can be hard, right? The joy and, and anxiousness, right. Of shaking the hand of your, of your, uh, your girlfriend's dad for the very first time. Like, I remember that vividly. And right now that's kind of been displaced a little bit, right? Like, 
there's something of an intrinsic value that you find when you're meeting somebody for the very first time and you shake their hand. It's like something says a lot about them, right? And mind you, for me, for me, when I first met Kay's dad, I mean, she had described him to me in so many different ways that I was just really impressed with her dad. And I'm not going to lie. I was intimidated. I mean, he intimidated the fire out of me and I didn't even meet him yet. (laughs) And then that moment came right where I shook hands and something happened. You lock eyes and you all of a sudden get an opportunity to be able to see and exchange a lot of social cues that happened at that moment, right? Things that without words are being said that just make a specific kind of comment in your mind and in your heart. And man, sometimes a firm handshake from a guy that's in the military is an important thing. And so I made sure to shake that hand and have a firm (laughs) handshake when I did so. And I probably said, sir, like 50 times in a matter of 30 seconds. It's an important, but man, that, that anxiousness right there, what you feel at that moment, that sense of excitement and anticipation, it's unlike anything else. The high fives that you give or the pats or the elbows or the gestures that you make when you're winning a game, when you're doing whatever, I mean, you miss that kind of stuff. And then you think about our community groups, right? Our life groups. And you think about the experience of sharing a meal together. The jokes, uh, the comments when somebody like fumbles food or something or they drop something, you know, those things that you you just you miss when you pray together, uh, even there when you lock arms, you put an arm around somebody and you pray for them and uh, you enjoy moments, you know, something like even a bonfire or hanging out in the backyard, grilling out with the guys. And right there you have some really good crucial, helpful, meaningful conversations, right? You miss those things, right? Why? It's because God created us with five senses to take in all of those memories, right? And we know what it means to feel joy, happiness, laughter, excitement, anxiousness, eagerness, thrill, love, kindness, and the list can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on when it comes to those things. Why do I say all of that? I say all of that because... I think for many of us, we've, we've had a kind of a quasi opportunity to be able to kind of experience some of these things, you know, but just in a very distorted way here in the Catoosa County area, maybe the Chattanooga area. But for some of us, you know, we haven't had that in seven, eight weeks and you miss that. And what I, what I miss as well is the chance to be able to see the people of Brainerd, North Georgia, or even the people of Brainerd all together, gathering together on a Sunday morning and worshiping our God, singing praises to our God. And I'll tell you what, there have been many moments where I would simply just sit back and listen to the people in our services just sing. And it is a incredible thing to listen to. And I'm there in the front row just taking it all in and I'm praying and I'm saying, God, do you hear your bride? God, to hear your church singing your praises, affirming who you are, acknowledging who you are at this moment. God, I pray that you would work, that you would have your way. And man, there's just something about hearing the church sing together. It is a beautiful and incredible thing. And I'll tell you what, like, I miss that. I really do. And I long for those kinds of moments. And I, and I, it just, when I think about them, it's like, you know, waiting for gifts in Christmas. 
Like you see them under the tree and it's that delayed gratification that if you don't peek, if you don't look, but you wait until either Christmas Eve or Sunday morning, however, I mean, not Sunday morning, Christmas morning, whenever you open those gifts, like there, there is this sense of gratification that when you finally arrive there, it, it's just, it feels so good to crack open that gift, to rip open the wrapping and just be able to see it and to hold it. Right. And, and that's exactly like why I bring up everything that I'm bringing up now. It's because it's like you're getting this, this foretaste of what's to come. And I hope that it excites you. I hope that it brings you a great sense of anticipation for what's to come. And you long for that because I don't know about you, but I long for it myself. And I'll tell you what, like it's a game changer, right? When you as a pastor have an opportunity to be able to preach right before you hear your people singing praises to your God. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to pick up the bat, I'm going to take a swing, and I'm going to hit for the fences after I, I hear all of that. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. It's not the same to be able to go and preach to a camera, and the transition is not hearing the bride sing, but rather the transition is everybody setting up the stage. Hey, Paul, do you want a chair or do you not? Do you want, you know, hey, Paul, make sure that you sit all the way back and, you know, lean up as much as possible so that I know that we don't have to adjust the camera and all the rest. Like, that is just, it's not the same. I mean, it's its a good gift to a great end to pro continue to provide content for our people. It should be. And we want to embrace that and thank God for it right now. How different things would be if God had not given us that good gift that we get to enjoy right now, right? We make use of it to his glory and to his honor and for his purposes, right? We want to do that. But man, it is it is not the same, and I can't wait to be able to gather together. And so what, I, what I'm saying with all of this is that, listen, you know, oftentimes in our, in our, um, in our American culture, we, we have somehow embraced a little bit of isolation, um, and we enjoy just being outside of community. And, you know, technology has kind of perpetuated that a little bit, and, you know, we live in a very individualistic kind of culture where, um, you know, you can, you can find some community within social media or, you know, other platforms. But I think what this season has taught many of us is the importance of what it means to have family, to have friends, to have community. And so I wanted to encourage many of you to, to, to think very carefully and miss the things that you love and that you've enjoyed. And I know many of you have probably been thinking about that right now. And who knows that maybe just maybe right now, God may be using this season to stir up in you a great desire to say, I remember what that's like. I miss it. And in particular, I miss being with my church family. And you may have a friend, you may have someone that you would have a great opportunity now that you wouldn't have before to open up that kind of a conversation. And man, what an opportunity to be able to say, hey, when things open up again, I just want you to know there's, there, there is a place where you can find community, where you can find an opportunity for you to not be in isolation anymore, to be able to have an opportunity to be able to enjoy something that I think would be very, very, very beneficial for you. And you should come out with us and hang out with us at Brainerd, North Georgia, or at a great solid local church, right? Let me encourage you to come out and do that. What if in this season, God has taught you much about 
the value of having family that at times may be thicker than the blood that you were born into because even that family has been fractured and it's been hard to get back into. Again, I say all of this to say, I can't wait. And I hope that this stirs in you a passion and a desire to say this matters. And when the time is right, again, let me, let me, let me make sure to reiterate that. I know for some of you, this is hard and you can't, and you're going to long for it even more so for the time where it's going to be safe and it's going to be fine. It's going to be good and appropriate for you to come. Please don't hear this as a guilt of saying you need to do this irrespective of that. That's not what we want, but rather what it should be is an encouragement to say that is true. That is right. So for the next couple weeks, I'm going to focus us in on what the Bible does communicate about community altogether and how God has designed us for that and how it is a good thing that he has given to all of us. All right, guys, it's been good uh, being with you this morning. I I hope this is a help and I hope it's an opportunity for you to be able to enjoy. Um, I've done something new now where I've, I've started a page as a separate page than my personal page on Facebook. Um, I'm considering it like my work page. I've been slow to do this because I really just don't want to be the kind of individual that's kind of self-serving and I have this public figure page. It's just weird. I don't like any of that stuff, but I also have recognized that it's, it's, it's a helpful place to be able to, you know, put everything that I'm, I'm doing in one place. And I've essentially just dubbed it in my mind as the Brainerd North Georgia work page. And so it's my work page where all of my content is going to be on and all of the stuff that I want to publish from North Georgia. And it's all in one seamless page. So you don't have to go hunting for it and, and, and dig through it through a lot of other things that are on my personal page. doesn't mean that my personal page is going to somehow another, you know, not exist. It'll be there. And at the same time, you'll see a lot of the same stuff um, that you normally would see on my on my personal page. But I wanted to have a dedicated work page where I know I can put all of this stuff in. So if you get a chance to hop on Facebook and check that out, it's my name. It's Paul S. Lasso. Um, just look for the one that says public figure on it. It'll be different because it has a different profile page, um, profile page pick. Uh, than mine, uh, my personal one. My personal one is my family um, because it's my personal one. That makes sense. And uh, <laughs> and so just hop on that one, like, share, um, follow if it's a help for you. Uh, no pressure on that. That's just something that I wanted to give you guys as information for you to know. All right. Hey, I love you guys. Um, and I can't wait for us to get together again. And I hope now you know why I mean that all the more. You guys take care. Catch you guys on the flip side, particularly next week on the next Wednesday morning podcast.